It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. John Morant has officially become active for the Memphis Grizzlies. He will return to the lineup tonight against the Houston Rockets. No disrespect to the Houston Rockets. This episode is not really going to be about them very much. DeMichael Cole and I are going to break down John Morant's first media appearance with local media. DeMichael, of course, was there. We're going to talk about how he should be reintegrated into the rotation. And nine-man versus ten-man, who should be the odd man out? If you've been following Locked on Grizzlies, you probably know my answer. We'll get to Michaels and more on this episode. Let's lock in. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Grizzlies, your team each and every day, proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your own basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo LOCKED ON in all caps as part of the game. DeMichael Cole, the wonderful DeMichael Cole, the uh, the the everyman DeMichael Cole in terms of every everybody <laughs> wants a piece of this guy going into a pretty major media event, even though it is the lowly Houston Rockets, no offense to the Houston Rockets. Uh, John Morant is coming back. He was made available mm-hmm. on Tuesday while I was uh, chat, chopping it up. Is Am I allowed to say chopping it up? You can, you cool can say enough? chopping it up. You, you uh, used I, it, right? Know, yeah. You're okay. chopping it up with Bomani. Um, yeah. Uh, chopping it up with Bomani on our our Tuesday special edition episode recorded on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. DeMichael was literally at Grizzlies practice talking with John Morant. And, and tonight is the night. Morant is back. We'll talk about how that will look later on in the show, as well as what the rotation as a whole should look like now that Ja is back in the fold. But let's keep the first thing the first thing here, yeah. Michael. And, yep. and that's paraphrasing Ja Morant a little bit after listening to some of his media availability. You know, it, it was pretty awkward at times from the clips and the stuff that I saw, people asking him if he had a drinking problem, you know, that, that sort of stuff. It's pretty personal. And Obviously, he kind of brought this upon himself to an extent, but I can't help but have empathy for a 23-year-old young man who made some mistakes, has paid for those mistakes. Here's to hoping that he gets a chance to show that he has learned from them and people stop judging him and acting like he hasn't learned before he's even had the opportunity. I know that wasn't necessarily the case among local media. What was the general vibe in the facility with your access for the first time in a while to John Moran. Yeah, it was, it was different. Uh, 
I have empathy from a different angle of this, Joe. And for me, it's more so I'm, I wouldn't say afraid, but I don't know if John Morant will be able to be the same, you know, the same type of personality he was before this, at least not right now, you know, and we saw glimpses of that at the game. He at the, at the game against the Mavs, he sat on the bench first quarter, rarely moved. You know, when he walked out uh, before the game started, the fans had motivation. He didn't really acknowledge it in any way. Just looked very, you know, as I said it to people there, he looked sheltered, you know, real reserved. And then he kind of confirmed that at the, you know, at the presser. One of the first things he said is, you know, yesterday was uncomfortable. And, you know, at the time he was referring to Monday, his first day back. It was uncomfortable when he first got on the bench. And it took him some time to open up over the course of the game and things like that. And he said it standing in front of the media. And, Joe, there must have been maybe 25 people there. You had New York Times, The Athletic. Uh, you had ESPN there. And then, of course, the whole local contingents there from all the TV stations, uh, your, your local writers, multiple local writers at each outlet. So he said, this is uncomfortable. And, you know, his back's against the wall, Joe. And, you know, he, he looks like he's just like, oh, I can't wait to get this over with. You know, because he's, he's asked, like you said, there were some personal questions asked. Do you have an alcohol problem? Uh, uh, was one. You know, uh, he was asked, you know, about gun violence. He was asked, does he have a problem with guns? You know, in particular, uh, I asked him personally, you know, about his social media presence uh, from the perspective, because some people were, you know, will say, oh, what does this have to do with basketball and things like that? If you've watched the Grizzlies and if you've watched John Morant, John Morant has prided himself, has prided himself on opening up that outlet to us and to his life and showing he, he has said, hey, I want to show you. I'm going to be one of the guys who actually shows you my real life. That's why he's so active on social media. And at the end of the day, it all correlates to basketball because it's a part of his brand. That's where that goes. So I asked him about his social media presence. If you've noticed lately, you know, John Morant's Twitter comments, uh, replies are turned off, which I think is a good idea if you've seen his comments before. Things Very like that. Very smart. Very smart, right? I need but, to start doing that. Yeah, oh, oh, Joe, you, you, especially when, especially when certain people retweet your stuff, that's when you should really turn them off because they come at you in a, in the doves after that. Uh. But, but the thing here is, I think, I don't know how long it'll be before we see that same job. You know, he, he looked even, he looked different, even from the appearance at that first game. There was no 30,000 honeycomb diamond grill in his mouth. You know, there wasn't the big, you know, 12 chain, you know, hanging from his neck. Just had a little small chain on his neck, had no grill. And I know all that can kind of correlate to, you know, the appearance and kind of, you know, the image-based things and branding and kind of the re rehabilitation of that whole process. But how I took it is, is this, who is the real John Morant? We have to figure that out. He has to figure that out. Right. And, you know, I asked him that question as well. I said, I said, John, basically, you know, paraphrasing, Joe, I asked him, can he be 100% who he is with this platform, with all the things that come with it? Can he be the person that he wants to be? That's and a great his, question. Yeah, well, thank you, Joe. You know, I, I try. I try. And and his response simply was, uh, I'm, I'm Ja, 
I'm always going to be Ja, and no one's going to change that. So with that being the case, uh, Ja, I mean, you you touched on it from the empathetic perspective, but that's what I got from it. He was very uncomfortable. Clearly, it's going to take some time. It's going to be a process for him growing in that comfort. And we'll talk more about basketball, you know, later. But how how would that carry over into the basketball side of things is what I want to know. Because I asked Taylor Jenkins as well. I asked Taylor, I said, hey, uh, the fact that John Morant isn't comfortable right now, will that have any, you know, uh, relevance in terms of w- if he's playing or not? And Taylor basically said, no, he's, you know, he's fitting in with the team. Everything good is good to go there. So all signs, you know, point to him kind of, being comfortable around the team, but that uncomfortability is probably coming with, you know, dealing with the media, the fan base and all those things. But Monty Jones on yesterday's episode, he was uh, filling in for you, at least in the first segment on our Tuesday show. Shout out to Bomani again for a wonderful appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how the Jalen Rose interview felt kind of PR E um, mm-hmm. how it was more so about, trying to put out fires and I don't want to put words in Bomani's mouth. Go listen to the show. Uh, if you have, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's a pretty good first segment. Um, he, he talked about how that wasn't enough for him to think, you know, put the counseling center 10 days, all that nonsense from Twitter aside. He focused specifically on the, on the interview and said that wasn't enough. Action is what's going to kind of show what mm-hmm. jaw is going to be. Did Morant kind of address that? Obviously not saying that it was a PR stunt or anything along those lines, but did he kind of say, you know, I know you're here for me to talk to you, but I understand that until I show with my actions what I'm going to be, it's all just kind of, you know, lip service? Mm. Uh, he he said it himself. His words were actions speak louder than mm. words. That's, that's what Josh said. So you got the sense of, he felt like, all right, I'm I'm saying all these things that I'm pledging to do, but look, I, I'm tired of saying, and 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 I think, you know, there's some realness to that, Joe. There's some realness to, hey, I want to show you guys. I I I can't. There's not too much more I can say. I just have to show you at this point. And I think that's where he is. I think he's very committed to that process. Uh, a lot of you have probably heard what he said and things like that. But I think what I learned from talking to him is there's a renewed commitment to to basketball and putting that above certain things that can can tarnish you know his mm-hmm. legacy in a way he said look i'm not focused on clubbing i'm you know clubbing is not important to me right now cuz they they were throwing the whole book at him joe hey, oh sure he, he he said he's not he's not worried he's not going to be clubbing you know he he debunked the whole you know alcohol thing uh and you know he said his his dad basically isn't going anywhere. You know, people have asked me, people have, you know, wondered, oh, is Team Rent still going to sit courtside and all that? And Josh said, he's not going anywhere. So nothing is going to change, it sounds like, around Josh. A lot of people were saying, oh, his circle and things like that. Nothing's going to change really there. Josh, it seems like it's taking this from an accountability standpoint. He's looking at the man in the mirror and saying, this is who has to change in order for this. Not that guy, not that guy, not that woman. He has to be the person. And that's kind of, you know, what I gathered from talking to him. Uh, a lot of people, another thing, Joe, was people saying, hey, um, 
how can you be healed in 10 days or two weeks and all that case? Right. John Morant himself has said, you know, he feels better, but this is an ongoing process was his exact words. Uh, This is not something he's done with. He's going to continue to get treatment and it's going to be an ongoing process. I mean, he just said that that yesterday was uncomfortable for him. He said that that first game was uncomfortable. So he's going to have to grow into this. And at the end of the day, his tweet summed it up best. He tweeted out Joe day by day. So at this point, it's a day-to-day process with Ja. We'll see how it correlates to his play on the court. I think that the connection between Morant as a person or as a brand, as you put earlier, off mm-hmm. the floor, comparing it to his play on the floor, is a fascinating thing to watch play out, how much of that was intertwined. One of my yeah. favorite pieces I've ever written was called The Audacious or The Audacity of Ja Morant. And it combined, you know, the trash talk and all those sorts of things, the energy he brought with the fact that he would go and try to dunk on every seven-footer that he possibly could. Like, he was just an audacious dude. How Does that impact, if that changes, which maybe it doesn't, on the floor mm-hmm. at least, does that, is he able to balance that better? I think that's really going to be fascinating to watch play out. And we get to start seeing that play out tonight, DeMichael. You get to see it firsthand in person. I'll be watching from afar as John Morant returns, but... Will he return as a starter? Will he return as a reserve? How many minutes will he get? How will that kind of play itself out? We're going to talk about that next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. This game is addictive. I don't know if you guys have given this a shot yet. You definitely need to if you haven't. It is the mobile game, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NBA general manager and managing the Memphis Grizzlies or any basketball franchise. Your dream can come true. This game is for you. Manage every strategic aspect of the team. Play through the season. Lead your squad to glory. You're responsible for hiring coaches, assistants, trades, training, making draft picks, and navigating them through free agency, the draft, and all the ebbs and flows, ups and downs of any season. It's all in a challenging and realistic game world. It, again, completely free, playable offline. You can play on the go. It is an addictive game. I've given it a shot. I highly recommend that you do the same. You won't put it down for a while. Locked on Grizzlies listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. John Morant, the reserve? That's stupid. I'll tell you why next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Stay locked in. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Monax, joined by the incomparable DeMichael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I, of course, am a Grizzlies columnist for Bluff City Media, who is also at the John Morant press conference. Uh, my boy Parker Fleming's getting hooked up now. He had like this fancy camera I saw and yeah. doing all sorts of good things uh, as GBB, Grizzly Bear Blues, further integrates with the Bluff City Media Company. So that was nice to see. Um, 
I said leading into the break here that the idea of John Morant being a reserve is stupid. And I rarely go that far, right? Like mm-hmm. I've been told in the past to Michael that my demeanor, my face, my facial expressions, maybe the tone in my voice can can give away some of my I don't want to say snarkiness because I don't think I'm snarky. Um <laughs> I I I don't hide it well when I disagree with yeah. someone, apparently. Yeah. And you oh, and oh, you're very, very you're very straight I'm very direct. Yeah. Um, and at times that can lead to me putting my foot in my mouth. And you and I very rarely disagree because yeah. you're brilliant and wonderful, and I wouldn't dare uh, disagree with you. Um, but I I think that when it comes to the idea of John Morant as a reserve, and you and I, for the record, you know, pulling the curtain back a little bit here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we haven't talked about this yet. So yeah. maybe you will disagree with me. Um, I think it's stupid because as I've said multiple times in comments about the future of Tyus Jones in Memphis. There's one guy who just signed a five-year max extension contract, and it's not Tyus Jones. So while Tyus Jones has played well, admirably, and while Tyus Jones has statistically been far superior as a starter this year than as a reserve, Mm -hmm. I am not interested, both in the short or long term, in doing something that's in the best interest of Tyus Jones. I'm interested in what is in the best interest of John Morant because four years from now, barring something terrible, unforeseen, John Morant will still be here. Spoiler alert. Tyus Jones is not still going to be here. So I, I don't get the argument, especially against the Rockets. It's not like you're going against the Denver Nuggets. It's not like you're going against the, the Boston Celtics or the Kings or the Bucks. You're playing quite literally the worst team in the NBA over the next two games yep. at home where you are, as you've talked about before on this show, DeMichael, one of, if not the best home teams in the National Basketball Association. Uh, there is no adjustment period for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might play him only 20 to 25 minutes because of conditioning concerns, mm-hmm. but I am starting him immediately. And I, I don't get the argument for starting him as a reserve especially from a disciplinary standpoint. That's what the suspension was like that. that there is no further discipline. If you right. really were that concerned about it, you should have been more strict from the jump on your end. But in fairness to the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't think they view it that way. I think he's going to start. Maybe his minutes are limited, but that is what I foresee for him tonight against the Houston Rockets. Do you agree with me? Well, let's start here. I will say this. Taylor Jenkins said that, if John Morant were to come off the bench or in that situation, it would be pretty much based on the medical staff, you know, minutes number. If if the minutes number is, you know, as low as a certain number, that would lead possibly to the idea of him coming off the bench. With that being said, uh, Joe, I don't think it's stupid. I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't necessarily wholeheartedly agree with the idea. Hey, let's bring him off the bench. But let's clear some things up. He, he said this, Joe. He said, if they bring him off the bench, it'll be, quote, for a couple of games. The co- next couple of games are against the Houston Rockets, who everyone thinks is probably the worst team in the NBA right now, certainly in the West. Uh, but your next couple games are against the Houston Rockets at home. Joe, I'm going to use your own point against you. You just talked about, yeah, it's the Rockets, and, and you put John in the starting lineup, right? Let me go back. Rewind a couple episodes going locked on Grizzlies. Weren't you the guy who said Tyus Jones as a starter 
is 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 better. Yeah, but it's Tyus Jones. But it's, it's yeah. Tyus Jones. It's not John Morant. It's not John Morant. But can't Tyus Jones beat the Rockets? But the last thing here is this. This is this is the one of the last two uh, factors that I want to touch on. Even if he's in the not in the starting lineup, there's a such thing in the NBA as the starting lineup is not as important as the closing lineup. If it's a close game, you want John Moran in there for the last four minutes. And if he's in the game, then who cares? You know, uh, at the end of the day, he's going to be on a limit. You just want him in there for the most important minutes at the end. Uh, so with that being said, I think another reason why you consider it, again, if it was me, John Morant would be starting. So let's let's clear the air with that. You're just playing just, devil's advocate. I just don't think it's stupid. It's stupid. No, Joe. No, because it's look, stupid. think of it like this, Joe. You you bring him you bring him along slowly. Let's say he's 20, 25 minutes. Uh you 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 kind of, you know, you're gonna be playing him in increments of five minutes, which means Tyus can play majority of the first quarter. You bring Jai in for that little stretch at the end of the first, early in the second, like Tyus would normally get, and Tyus finishes the second quarter, and then you know, you you work the minutes like that. And he said next couple of games. Again, I can't emphasize it enough. It's the next couple of games against the Rockets. I think it's the perfect opportunity. We talked about the mental hurdle that he has to get over, too. It's the perfect opportunity to just work him back in. By the time you go to Atlanta, he's ready to go. Then you got another home game against uh, the Magic. He can be full bore right before you get those two home games against the Clippers. I think it sets up perfectly if you want to do that. Again, if it's me, I'm putting him in the starting lineup and letting him run with Jaron Jackson Jr. and those guys more. Jaron has been so dominant lately, and so I think that's something they have to kind of work with. Work work Ja into those groupings with Jaron instead of the non-Jaron uh, and Ja groupings because that's going to be the group that has to win you a championship, you know, if, if that's your goal. Is Jaron Jackson Jr. going to the bench? Oh, never. Is he is he going for unless he's in foul time? trouble? Well, I mean, we just talked about you just talked about how they have to figure it out together. So is is it gonna be Jaron and Ja coming off the bench together? Uh, is John is Luke Kennard or John Conchar, the, the glorious John Conchar, gonna take Desmond Bain's spot in the starting well, Dylan, lineup? Dylan's not gonna play tomorrow. So Dylan's not gonna play. It better be David Roddy, is who it better be. Oh, gosh. We'll talk oh, we'll talk about oh. that in the next segment. Whew. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Balance, breathe, breathing exercise. Breathe, breathe. I feel Josh better. working on Josh, Josh working on his Reiki treatment. You you should probably I need to I him. need to get in touch with Jaw. Yeah. yeah, follow me, Jaw, so I can correspond with you about your breathing treatments. Because I'm I'm being genuine. I can also use some breathing treatment work, um, especially when it comes to John Conchar. So Jaw is back, right? Is he going to be part of a ten man rotation, a nine man rotation? What does that look like heading into? Because I agree with you on this, to Michael. Mm-hmm. They are over the next four games with Atlanta being a bit of the the exception. Yeah, they're building up to that two game stretch against the Clippers that those are the next two big ones for the Grizzlies in terms of potential playoff matchup, that sort of stuff. So what what will the rotation look like by the time they get to that that home and home where they they're both of the games are at home mm-hmm. against the Clippers? We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel, official sports betting partner or one of the sports betting partners of the NBA. Obviously, the tournament is heating up. Sweet 16 this coming weekend. The NBA is racing to the finish line of its of its season, getting ready for the playoffs. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. You can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Download the FanDuel Sports app. 
safe, secure, super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from money lines to point scores, even three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel allows for you to combine bets for a bigger payout chance with a same-game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What's the rotation look like? Who's in, who's out next here on Locked On Grizzlies? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Molinax, joined by the tremendously wonderful, even when he's making me mad on purpose, the Michael Cole <laughs> of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He I had to play a little, Grizzlies. a little devil's yeah, advocate for you. I understand. Yes. And I did well, some breathing exercises during the break, and I feel better. feel better. Um, that's all that matters. I, do. So. Yes, I, I that, never that, aim to make you mad. That is That is never my goal. Well, we're about to find out because we're going to finish oh, our show oh boy. on this episode with what the rotation should look like now that John ja Morant is back. Now, let's set the playing field again here, right? Yep. Brandon Clark is out, like done, done. Probably not playing again until, you could argue, the 2024-2025 season, yeah. depending on how bad the Achilles injury is. Is it yep. possible he plays around the All-Star break next year? Yeah, it's possible. Uh, but let's just say he's a negative asset for at least one season, right? He's done. Um, for now, Steven Adams, hopefully will be back here in the next few weeks heading into the playoffs, but who knows, right? It's still kind of up in the air with Steven. We haven't gotten an update on him and we probably won't get one until closer to, uh, the end of next week, I would imagine, yep. because that would fall in line with the three week or so timeline that they originally gave three to four weeks. So that gives you John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, who will not play tonight to your point that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. with his suspension. Um, but I'm saying overall, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman, Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard, David Roddy, Santi Aldama, John Conchart. Right. Are, are you and I in agreement that those are the 10 most likely names to be in the mix for playing time until Steven Adams returns? Those are the 10, for sure. Okay, those are the mm -hmm. 10. Now, the, the first step to this, if – you had your choice. If you are Coach Cole, not Beat Reporter Cole. Coach Cole. If you are okay. Coach Cole and you're looking at this Grizzlies rotation and you're looking at what they're trying to do, trying to hold on to the two seed, the Sacramento Kings and the Grizzlies probably will go down to the wire in a race for this seed. Are you doing a 10-man rotation or are you condensing to nine moving forward? I go nine. Okay. I, 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 go, I go nine because – you, you're you're playoff prepping at this point. You don't you right. don't have time to to fiddle in. Now, one thing that the Grizzlies do sometimes, and and this might be the cheap way out here, uh, they Ooh. do the they do the little nine and a half thing where mm. you know in the first half they'll play two guys and one of those guys kind of separates himself for the second half to get the bulk of those minutes. So you'll see certain guys, you know, that 10th man, so to say, usually plays three or four minutes in the game, but he plays rotation minutes in the first half. Uh, that might be something that we'll see. But 
at the end of the day, I still think that that's a nine man rotation where nine guys are getting the bulk. Yeah. Uh, I go nine. Uh, you have to kind of get into, you know, a, a, a consistent groove here with your best players. They need to be on the floor a lot. We've complained about it. The flan- the fans have complained about it. Uh, Jaron playing 28 minutes and Ja uh, leading the team in minutes at over right. 32 per game, but still being outside of the top 60 players in the NBA in minutes per game. Some teams have three, four guys with more minutes per game than the top Grizzlies guy. So mm-hmm. you think of stuff like that. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, all of that comes into play because in the postseason, all hands are off. Uh, you know, you you need these guys playing 36, 37, 38 minutes. And what Taylor Jenkins has said, Joe, is they have a plan in place, you know, to, to go through the rest of the season. But my answer to your question is a nine-man rotation. I'm with you. And I'm not going to play devil's advocate because I care so much about you. And I would never. <laughs> are, are you saying, are you saying I don't care about you, Joe? Uh, no. You said it, not me. But oh. anyway, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, no, I, I I can see the argument for a 10-man rotation because of exactly what you just said. He yeah. continues, Coach Jenkins, continues to talk about they have a plan. I mm-hmm. feel like that plan involves them keeping minutes down until the playoffs so that they're more fresh, right? I'm sure there's some medical jargon, mumbo-jumbo argument for it. Cool, all right? I, I mm-hmm. think that, that that is probably the main reason. But I would go nine. If it's Coach Mullinax, I'm Coach going Mullinax. nine. I'm going nine because of all everything that you just outlined. I think it's time to start planning for the playoffs. You are kind of in the playoffs right now. And to me, depending on what happens with the Golden State Warriors, I if it stays Phoenix behind Grizzly, the Grizzlies and the Kings, if it yep. stays Phoenix, Dallas, Golden State, four, five, six, I don't want Golden State in the first round. I've adopted that philosophy with you. I would rather see them later if I had to. And you have to keep in mind that if you're that two seed, it keeps you on the opposite end of the bracket, not only from Denver, but also almost certainly from Phoenix. Yeah. Because Phoenix will be probably the four seed. Let them knock each other out. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) I would rather deal with Sacramento. And it's possible Sacramento beats the Grizzlies in a second-round series if Memphis gets there. I'm not going to disrespect the Sacramento Kings. I think they're having an amazing season. It's possible the Kings win that series. But my point is I'd rather play Sacramento than Denver or Phoenix. And if this was locked on Kings, I have a feeling they would say they'd rather play us than Phoenix or Denver. So let's have a fun second-round series where we're all friends and let, like you said, Denver and Phoenix beat the tar out of each other in the (laughs) second round. That would be my preference. That's where my head is at. Um, and I'd like to have home court in that series against the Kings. Yep. So that that's obviously if Golden State falls to the play-in and wins that first play-in game, that changes the calculus a little bit. Does it do it enough for me to make the Grizzlies lose on purpose? No. But I do think that they should be at least aware of where Golden State is in the standings. And they'll never admit to that, but you know they're paying attention. Somebody is paying attention in that organization. So you got to prep regardless is kind of my point. Long-winded answer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I with you. I would go nine-man rotation. With that in mind, I gave you ten names a moment ago. Oh, Michael, boy. So I'll get you out of here on this. Yeah. Who, who's out for you? Who's the guy that, you know, maybe he's that nine-and-a-half man who plays three or four minutes, like you said. But who's that tenth guy that, that sees his run diminished? 
with John Morant back in the fold if you're sticking with a nine-man rotation, which, again, I agree with. We disagreed last segment, and and I wouldn't want to do that two segments in a row. Uh, I'm going to say, and everyone on here already knows the name Joe's going to say, so you we know what you're going to say. They probably don't know what I'm going to say, so – uh, I'm I'm gonna say John Conchar here. Uh, I I think John Conchar, as we've seen, is you know when he's on the floor, the Grizzlies as a team do good things from time to time, and we see he can knock down some shots, he can rebound, he can defend his position, you know, at certain points. But I'm a swing for defenses type guy. You know, when you think of John Conchar and David Roddy, I think that's who the decision comes down to. Uh, I'm a baseball player as well. I play baseball. Let's. For our baseball, for our softball players out there as well. Uh, when I think of John Conchar, I think of a contact hitter. Uh, he's mm. not gonna, you know, do anything flashy, but he's gonna make contact. He's not gonna mess up much. David Roddy is your home run guy. You put him on the floor, he can have a 24 point game like against the Mass, a 19 point game, knock down some threes, a uh, play solid defense, you know, impactful defense where he's getting steals, getting downhill, making big baskets and things like that, and being aggressive with the ball in his hands. He can do those things, but he's a little bit more prone to the mistakes as well. That's the type of guy I think the Grizzlies uh, can afford to go with because uh, Tyus Jones, you mentioned him earlier. uh, When you talk about Tyus Jones coming off the bench, one thing I haven't said much as the rebuttal to, you know, the Tyus Jones numbers off the bench is quite frankly, the players off the bench haven't been as good this year. Uh, He's having to carry a bigger load. And I remember earlier in the season, we were talking to him about it, and and he was basically saying, I have to score. You know, I have to look for my shot more than ever before now because you don't have, you know, Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton and those guys. Instead, you had Jake LaRavia and David Roddy earlier in the season. And Zaire Williams. And Zaire Williams. All those guys were playing, you know, at Mm -hmm. some point. So uh, the second unit isn't as good, but – it's coming around now. We just seen Santi Aldama have the game of his career so far. David Roddy has been really impactful as well. And Luke Kennard. I mean, Joe, you're you're on the money with that guy. I gotta give you your props. He he is he is something nice. But with all that being said, uh I, I go with David Roddy because I'm swinging for the fences, show. Yeah, it's definitely David Roddy that should play, and it's definitely John Conchar that shouldn't. I'm a Top Chef fan. I don't know if you know that or not, Michael. Shout out to Top Chef okay. um, on Bravo. It's one of the few programs my wife and I will watch together. <laughs> and th- you know what? You're g- I, we'll see how much a p- folks have been paying attention. You know what the special challenge was on this past week's episode of Top Chef? Rice. Plain rice. And how you can make rice the star of the dish. And oh, they say boy. how difficult it is to make rice the star of the dish because it's rice. John Carter <laughs> is the Memphis Grizzlies rice. He is. And rice is important. Rice is a backbone kind of culinary piece. Mm-hmm. I think Conchar is a great guy to keep on the Grizzlies roster that fills in when there's injuries. He should not be in the rotation of this team when it's healthy. He just shouldn't be. David Roddy has taken on. Now, again, for tonight's game, it's null and void because Conchar and Roddy are going to play because Dylan Brooks will be there, right? But beyond that, I think that you need to see Roddy continue to fill the void of Dylan Brooks defensively. You need to see Roddy continue to show what he is capable of offensively. He's just more gifted physically than John Conchar is. Uh, The answer is David Roddy. The answer to play is David Roddy. The answer to cut out of the rotation 
would be John Conchar. And again, Dylan Brooks gets suspended again, which let's be honest, probable at this point. Um, you know, an injury happens. Hopefully that doesn't occur. I have faith that John Conchar can fill a void. He is not one of the nine or 10 best players on this team when everybody is healthy. At least that is my opinion. So yeah. we're on the same page. We're going a nine-man rotation. We are cutting John Conchar out of the mix. But again, like we said, going into tonight's game with Houston, both Conchar and Roddy will play anyway. And hopefully a lot of the reserve guys at the end of the rotation will play too because the Grizzlies are, you know, blowing the team out. And we can have a happy streamer game. The, the streamers being shot out from the uh, from the rooftops in John Moran's first game back from suspension. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked, or excuse me, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. On our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies, because it'll be a late night for DeMichael covering John Morant's first game back, I'll be flying solo on the Thursday episode, talking Grizzlies Rockets, how Ja looked. I'm sure I'll bring up a couple of reports that DeMichael shares from FedEx Forum there in person. And then, DeMichael, those that have been following our show the last mm-hmm. couple of days, you and I have, you know, those that make it to the end of the broadcast, we, we've we've broken down the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah. You and I have been very good this month. We have oh, we yeah. have made it every single day. I'm going to make had... the executive. I'm going to yeah. make the executive decision for my partner here because I know he needs a day off. I too could use a day off. So we will not be breaking down the second game of Grizzlies Rockets. Hopefully, you'll forgive us. We're going to take Friday off. Uh, so tomorrow will be the last episode of the week. I'll fly solo for that, and then Demichael and I will be back together going into next week. Um, Thank goodness for March, right? 31 Thank days. Shout out to March. March. Yeah, shout uh, out to March. We'll, we'll, we'll end our work week here on Lockdown Grizzlies with a Thursday edition, breaking down the first round in John Morant's return of Grizzlies Rockets. For DeMichael, my wonderful co-host, I'm Joe Molinax. Rate, review, like, comment, subscribe, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're checking out the Bomani Jones episode if you haven't already done so from Tuesday. It's a great show. Make sure that you're following DeMichael Cole on Twitter at DeMichael C. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Mullinax. Continue to make us part of your Grizzlies coverage, commercial appeal, Bluff City Media. We're, DeMichael and I, you know, not, not to oh, – wait, hold on. Pat not to pat ourselves back. on the back. Yeah, yeah DeMichael should too. I would put DeMichael and I up there with a lot of folks that cover this team. So um, that's just reality in my opinion. If that's not uh, – being humble, I'm sorry. I've been doing this for over a decade. <laughs> um, I, I feel comfortable saying that now, and DeMichael does tremendous work, obviously, there for the commercial appeal. D- don't slight bloggers. I am the blogger, all right? Put some respect on my blogger, Dane. For DeMichael Cole, I'm Joe Molinax. Until next time, stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Enjoy the game tonight. John Morant back should be a joyous occasion. Hopefully it ends with a W. I'll see you on Thursday. This is Locked On Grizzlies. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.